0: want to welcome those of you at Arbor Trace this morning. Um, this whole year, it's been just so much fun to have uh, to have people online, and I can't see a single one of you, but many of you have uh, been here and have greeted me and said, uh, oh my, you're much shorter in person, so. Uh, <laughs> you didn't really say that, but you did say you'd seen me online, so.
1: I'm Reverend Angela Wells Bean. I'm your minister for congregational care. I echo David's welcome. We are thrilled you are here with us as we celebrate David's ministry and also happy Mother's Day. Uh, I'd like to ask you to register your attendance with us. So if you are here in the sanctuary, go ahead and grab those blue attendance pads. Please take a moment to fill them out. They are really useful for us. And if you're worshiping with us online, you can write your name in the comments section. Tell us where you are this morning. And while you're there, you can click on a link, which will pull up a PDF of our bulletin. So we are having a special fellowship time after worship, again, to celebrate David and thank him for his ministry this past year. So even if you have Mother's Day plans, uh, please do spend a few extra minutes in the gathering place with us for a special coffee hour and recognition of David.
0: So I want to talk about summer plans just a little bit. Um, The first thing I want to say is how incredibly fortunate you are because in these uh, months between today and August 1st, you are going to be in the very, very competent and kind hands of the Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. Angela is a a great colleague, and uh, many of you have commented to me how how uh, much you like her and uh, feel comfortable with her as well you should. So you're going to be in great hands. Um, And then, on August 1st, uh, Mark Williams will join as the senior minister and join Angela as a colleague. I, I have to tell you, I've observed one thing that's really been fun Angela and Mark have had some meetings and conversations. And every time she meets with him, she comes back excited and, uh, and enthusiastic. And that bodes very well for you. And every time I've met with him, I feel excited as well. I think you're in good, good hands. I'll have to just tell you the one thing that he's great at. He's such a good listener. Uh, in every conversation I've had with him, he, he hears what I'm saying. He feeds it back. And it means... That he's paying attention to you when you're talking, not just thinking about himself. And that is so valuable. He's a great pastor and will be a great asset for you. And I feel fortunate to leave you in such good hands. So that's August 1st. So the summer, if you have high expectations of the church performing really well... Come to worship, it will. In the middle of the week, uh, go light. It's a little, there are a few staff people short. And everybody's trying to get their vacation in before Mark comes so they can all be here. So uh, uh, stop by, throw in a little extra help, do what you can. But this will be a good summer and enjoy the summer. And uh, I'll be eager to hear how things go.
1: And, oh, Speaking of um, Mother's Day, we wanted to remind you that today is our special collection for Baby Basics, for the Baby Basics offering. If you were here last week, you heard my conversation with Jeanne Ann Lynch, the founder, and there are envelopes in the pews if you'd like to contribute to that. This is an annual offering that we take every year on Mother's Day, and Baby Basics, um, they have chapters kind of around the country, but they have a very large operation here in Collier County, and what they do is they give... To, they give diapers to children under three years old who with. with- in families that are financially vulnerable, and this is extremely important in helping families uh, make, get all their basic needs met. So, and their costs have gone way up, as Jeannie ann Lynch told us last year, in terms of how they're, uh, what they need to support the families that they do serve. So, please make a contribution to that, and again, you can find those envelopes in your pew backs, or if you write a check, just put in the memo line that it's for baby basics, and we'll get it to the right place. Um, And the last announcement I wanted to make this morning is about a meeting coming up on Thursday. That would be May 18th. We are having a Wise for Mental Health Task Force meeting. So if you've been interested in what is this mental health ministry the church is launching, want to learn more about it, want to get involved. Please join us on this coming Thursday at 1 o'clock. And the meeting will be hybrid, so you can contact the church office. For those of you who are remote, if you want a Zoom link, we've had people join us remote at pretty much every meeting. And um, they're putting laying the plans for their ministry next fall. So please join us for that on Thursday at 1 o'clock. And that's it. I think that's it. All right. Let's
0: worship. All right. Mm-hmm. Being happy is not being the same as being joyful. Joy is fuller. It includes a full range of emotions from poignant to provocative to filled with enthusiasm. Today's scripture says that God's joy may be in us and our joy may be full. Maybe it's so in our worship today.
1: I invite you to turn to your bulletins and join me in our prayer of invocation. Let us pray together. Oh, holy God, we pray you come alongside us today, that you remain with us, stay with us, abide with us. We pray your presence will comfort us, challenge us, and finally bring us the fullness of joy. Amen. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. Abiding God, from generation to generation, you call forth faithful people willing to be servants in the service of others. This morning, we give you thanks and praise for the ministry of David Greenhaw, for the gift he has been to Naples United Church of Christ. Transitions are hard, and we are thankful for David's wisdom, his care, his love, and his leadership, which allowed us to move through this liminal time and come out stronger on the other side. May his legacy endure in this place so that the solid foundation he has worked to create this past year is able to support our bright future. On this Mother's Day, we lift up our prayers of gratitude for all of those who have mothered us, and we offer prayers of sorrow and lament and support for those who have struggled with motherhood. For those who long to be mothers but suffer with infertility, we pray with them. For those who grieve the loss of their child taken too soon, we pray with them. For those who have said goodbye to their mother or are abiding with her as she lives with dementia, we pray with them. For those whose children have turned away painfully closing the door on the relationship, we pray with them. For those mothers with a child battling substance abuse, a legal case, or mental illness, or any other situation in which they can only helplessly watch unfold, we pray with them. For those who had to give up their children and were not able to be the mothers they longed to be, we pray with them. For those whose relationships with their mothers were marked by trauma or abandonment, ...or she just couldn't parent them in the way they needed and deserved. We pray with them. For those who feel stigmatized because they don't fit society's norm of what a mother should be. For those who became mothers and didn't choose to. For the aunts, friends, sisters, grandmothers... ...and others who are maternal figures in the lives of children. We offer our thanks and prayers. Indeed, mothering is a complicated calling... And we delight with all those who have strong and healthy relationships with their mothers and with their children. And we lament with those for whom it is a painful subject. Nevertheless, may we all offer your maternal love to those who cross our paths. We lift up this prayer in the name of Jesus, whose mother loved him deeply and fiercely, who taught him what it means to love, so that he could teach us Amen. This morning's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, and if you'd like to follow along in your bulletins, you're welcome to do so. Hear these words. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete." May God bless our modern hearing of these holy words.
0: I'm not a cat person. (laughs) I am a dog person. I'm married to a dog person. We have a dog. All these memes, you know, these things about cats that people do, ugh. They just don't do a thing for me. But there was once upon a time, a long time ago, 30, 40, 50 years ago, I don't know, a poster that was pretty prevalent, and you'd see it in people's offices. And it was a picture of a cat hanging from a branch with, by its claws, barely hanging on. And it said in bold type, hang in there. I like that one. Hang in there. It's a great one. I'll come back to that. One of the things that I've, uh, I've really been blessed in uh, ministry everywhere I've been, but especially this year, is to do this thing I tell students. I said, you know, they, they pay you to go to committee meetings. They, they pay you to, uh, to figure out how to manage the budget or to deal with staff issues. But the, what you could do for free, at least for me, is to have the incredible privilege of walking in the places of pain in people's lives. The, the thing about being a pastor is that you know what everybody else knows but doesn't say, and that is that every one of us has quite a bit of pain in our lives. And people come to their pastor they let their pastor or they let their pastor come to them they they let their pastor walk in the places of pain in their lives they they let them in in a way that they don't really just let anybody in and it's a privilege and in that spot i've heard just with this group of people this group of you i've heard things that i'm not going to enumerate who or what but i'll just tell you this Many of you are sad for having lost your mother. You can talk about your mother and you just well up with tears. That connection to your mother is sad. Uh, uh, several of you have, are in the process of losing your mother. If you haven't lost her completely yet, she's lost her mind. And you've lost her that way. A few of you are mothers who have struggled with your kids... Angela mentioned it in the prayer. The the kids are not doing so well. Some are, some not. And the extent of that pain can be all over the place. And then a few of you have suffered the worst pain that I know of all, which is to lose a child, to be a mother and lose a child, or a father and lose a child. I've been blessed to be in these places of pain with you this year, and what I have to say is that I am just amazed at how you hang in there. You've got your claws firmly fixed, and even though some days you're just about to fall off the edge, I'm amazed at how well you've been hanging in, how well you hang on even at the simplest thing of having lost a mother, and all of us do. But you've just done really well. In the gospel reading today, 13 times, John, the gospel writer John, he, he's not subtle, uh, 13 times he says, abide, abide. If you abide in me, I abide in you. And you abide, here abide, there abide, abide everywhere abide, abide, abide. There's a lot of abiding in here. And, and it's a wonderfully interesting word. It's not one you use in everyday discourse. But it's, it's a translation of a Greek word. The Greek word is meno. Uh, the Greek word is translated several places in the Bible as abide. But also as stay. If you stay with me. I'll stay with you. Remain, remain with me. I'll remain with you. But I like this translation. Hang in there. Abide with me. If you hang in there with me, I'll hang in there with you. If you hang in, I'll hang in. We can hang in together. Hang in there. Hang in there. I like that. Abide to hang in there. It's a nice, it's a nice way to think of God with us. Hanging in there with us when it hurts, in the places of pain. Hang in there when we're worried or suffering or struggling. Hang in there. I'm hanging in there with you, like that cat, not letting go. But in some of my conversations with some of you this year, you've had to make tough decisions to not hang in anymore. You've had to say no to a relationship that was bad, You've had to stop, and you've worried about that, and it's difficult. There is a time, hard as it is, when it may be important to not just hang in there for the heck of it, and this is where this text is very instructive, I think. This, this gospel of John writing says this. It says, don't hang in there for the heck of it. don't don't just hang in for the sake of hanging in. Don't just abide for the sake of abiding. Don't just stay or remain for the sake of that. Don't hang in there for the heck of it. Hang in there because I say all this to you, it says in the gospel. I say all this to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. We live through difficult times, not just to live through difficult times, but because we remember, we are surrounded, we have the joy that we have had every person who's had a mother has a moment of joy they can cherish every person who suffered and had a hard time still has joy not just giddy happiness but deep down joy Ah, finally sisters and brothers everything is about the fullness of joy God has not created us to simply suffer but to enjoy, to enjoy. And that's another thing I've been blessed with this year. I've been blessed with being with you to have a good laugh, to enjoy a smile, to have a hug, to hear a good story together, to, to sing a good song, to be moved by great music. I, I have been with you when you have had joy. That's what it's about. Hang in there. Hang in there not for the heck of it. Abide because God, who is the creator of the ends of the earth, abides with you so that your joy may be full. You may be seated. So in this Gospel of John, where it talks about abiding, and I, even if it's funereal, wasn't that beautiful? And life and death abide with me. Ah, uh, get over it. <laughs> uh, in uh, In that Gospel, it says that I'm no longer the master, I'm your friend. I'm no longer your pastor now, I'm your friend. And it's been great fun to do this. And it's all about joy, isn't it? And it's about fun. And I think that when you come to the end, whatever that end may be, you should be filled with joy. And when you're filled with joy, there's really, in my book, Only one thing to do, you just skip